Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Everybody, welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Uh, is this the podcast? <laughs> That's right, Phil. You're in the podcast. I'm a sports outsider, so I don't know things about things. Is this a new character you're workshopping? This is a character <laughs> called Phil the Sports Outsider. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. No, I'm not going to talk like that the entire podcast. Hey, what's going on? Oh, really? Oh, that's too bad. You sounded like, you know, like a big tall guy in a cartoon series. We were doing that character before we went on the air, and now it's stuck in my head. (laughs) Doofy. We're doing a doofy intern that works at Joel's office. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, hey, hey. What? Nobody knows where Whoa. you work. <laughs> Nobody knows where you work. But just, just so everyone at home knows, the fun that you hear in the podcast is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Really? We're this... doing bits when we're, like, hanging out. Yeah. If you could only be here at the Sports Our Sports Sports Podcast this offices. podcast. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. We're You're basically Hemingway the Theory here. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of Snapchat, follow at Phil Ranta at Snapchat. Send me snaps. Or can, can you do at can you get like J. a million dick pics? You do realize, yeah. Our, our our many loyal fans are going to hesitate at nothing to send you pictures of their genitals. I'd like to see you try. <laughs> Johnny Manziel update watch update. Johnny Manziel update watch update brought to you by Manziel's. Put your man boobs <laughs> in the Manziel today and. Bags! Buy the bags! Feel the bags! Holding stuff. All right. Was, they bag the bag council is really sort of up in their game. Hey, that works. I like buy the bag. I, I feel like buy uh, the bag. But I, I think it's like a it's like a homonym B Y or B U Y. Yeah. Because you know it's like we do things here by, by the, the book bag. and by the bag. Ooh, oh, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think bag the bag council, council might have hired the marketer who did the the Just Do It campaign for Nike. I think I read that in the old Newswire. So <laughs> makes sense. That's that's canon. on Reuters. <laughs> yeah, Jill, is that it right? came through on Reuters. So. Uh, Michael Sam sacks Johnny Manziel twice. Woo! Subheadline: ESPN simultaneously generates new network to handle subsequent news overflow. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Sub subheadline: network to be called ESP Next. Sponsored by Pepsi, the voice of a new generation. It is. Oh, yeah. How about Generation that? Next? So, St. Louis Rams 33, the Cleveland Manzels 14. This <laughs> past Sunday of NFL preseason football featured the moment we had all been waiting for. The showdown of the NFL's first openly gay player and the NFL's 80th openly douchey player squaring off in fourth quarter garbage time. Only the 80th? It's been more than 80. Good no, for him. Openly douchey. Openly oh, douchey. I see. The rest of them are okay, closet. Yeah. The first, I feel like, was Joe Namath. Was the first <laughs> yep, to be yep. openly douchey. Yeah, you're right about that. Johnny U might have been douchey. Closeted about Closeted it. Closeted about it, yeah. At the 11 uh, minutes left mark in the fourth quarter, with the St. Louis Rams leading 26 to 14, Michael Sam sacked Johnny Manziel and then taunted Woo! him by making the Johnny Manziel money gesture. Yeah, people are going to be doing that all year. <laughs> I mean, assuming he gets in the field to be sacked, he should expect to be taunted with his own gesture. You have a gesture. 
Yeah. You do something yep. bad, you're going to get taunted with it. It's kind of like yeah. D-Generation X where they did the suck it, where they crossed their hands and put it over their crotch. Yes. Like, y- y- you knew when you got beat by someone else, then they would do the motion for you to suck it. And they'd go, oh, I'm Triple H, and that's my move. I don't like being told to suck it. Yeah, Except you in, suck in it. In that case, the WWE, like, intentionally set that up. Like, they plotted that as a way to do it. Johnny Manziel appears to have just walked into it. That's all scripted. Manziel retaliated by using, uh, uh, hitting his index fingers against each other to make the gesture for the proverbial sword fight. Oh, oh. In retaliation. To which an indignant Michael Sam said, that's not even how a sword fight works. (laughs) Yeah. It is so much more nuanced than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam, <laughs> Phil and I confidently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. No, that's, that's not how me and Joel. Uh, Michael yeah. Sam again sacked Manziel in the last play of the game, rewarding anyone who watched the entire game with a well. I guess that was pretty cool, all things considered. <laughs> play yeah. before the game, Twitter user at Square Knight posted, oh, is, yeah. "Rams versus Browns tonight. If Michael Sam sacks Johnny Football and gives the money sign, drinks are on me for everyone in the world forever." Whoa. Oh, shit. You done oh, fucked up. He owes money. Man, I got to go get a drink. What's this guy's name? Hang on. Two beers, please. No, 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 two beers. What's, I'm going to order an expensive scotch. Like well, a single malt. Three drinks forever. I'm going to start with beers. I'm going to move on. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's free like. drinks. Can we get a, a Johnny Walker oh, blue while we're at it? You know, I was going to say expensive scotch to make it count, but, yeah. you know, but I was going to say something not too pricey, yeah. but something more than I would normally order. But if it's forever. Then what's the rush? Yeah. I'm just going to have a water. <laughs> yeah, well, a little bloated today. Make that three beers. Three <laughs> beers, please. We'll take three. Uh, Not so fast, actually, because Michael Sam is super selfish and ruining everyone's fun just so that this one smartass on Twitter doesn't go bankrupt. Wait, what? Yeah, Michael Sam tweeted, I heard there was a drink offer. In lieu of that, at Square Night, the Boys and Girls Club of Greater St. Louis could use help. Thanks a lot, Michael Sam. Those kids aren't even of drinking age. Wait, yeah. so, so and they wouldn't appreciate scotch like I would. Is that not, not free drinks then? No, it's free drinks for the Boys and Girls Club, You're Joel. You're hold that, Johnny Walker Blue. Yeah, we cannot hold, afford hold that. It. We cannot afford that. And the beard. Well, at least we'll get to go party with drunk kids, right? Maybe. May, if, we, if we're in the greater St. Louis area. we're invited. Seriously, you sack Johnny Football and you let this ass clown off the hook for buying everyone in the world free drinks? Talk about hero to zero. Yeah, right? yeah. You're selfish, Michael Sam. You know, I was thinking selfish. the same thing. Just selfish. I'm ashamed of him. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Manziel's put your man boobs in a Manziel today. And bags. Bags are uh, sometimes fibrous and pliable. That is accurate. Those bags are sometimes that way. Yep. Hey, bags can be a lot of things, guys. They can be. It's true. We're learning that through the bag council. <laughs> well, we should really quickly note uh, the the second Johnny Manziel update, watch update drop, uh, modeled after Don Pardo, who passed on. Aww. So let's pour one of our not free beers a right. little on the curb for good old Donny boy. Jan Hooks, Victoria <laughs> Jackson, Nora Dunn, Sherry O'Terry, Melody Hutzel, <laughs> Chris Catan, musical guest, Five for Fighting, G Smith and the Saturday Night Live Band, and your host, Norm Mac. <laughs> oh, that'd be an amazing show. It, it would be. be really Five good. for Fighting and Norm MacDonald. <laughs> yeah, and Melanie Hutzel and Nora Dunn and Sherry O'Terry. 
Like Crossing Generations? Oh, fucking powerhouse oh, show. Oh, my God. Bag it, tag it, put it on Sunday night primetime. Oh, we yeah. miss you, Dom. Uh, what do we got in the show tonight? I've completely forgotten after we did that whole Don Pardo Well, bit. I'll tell you. We have Josh Shaw. Oh, Josh Shaw, who recently was caught. Uh, he uh, sprained both his ankles, claimed that he did it jumping out of a balcony to save his seven-year-old nephew from drowning, and then later it was revealed that that was not true. It was not true. So we're going to have him on. He's going to set the record straight. He's a senior cornerback for the University of Southern California. And a liar. And a liar. Yeah. <laughs> and we can say that. He's, yeah. He's a noted liar. He's a confirmed liar. Confirmed, confirmed liar. and noted public liar. Yeah. We also have a verifiable true facts for college football season. Ooh, Those are fun. I yeah. love the verifiable true facts. Ish. You know, because you can verify that they're true. Well, yeah. Everyone can go on the internet. You plug into Google. Yeah. And you Google them. That's right. Yeah. And you could, and they're verifiable. So you can, one can verify. All right. And, and I'm we pretty have- sure that's all that we have in the show this week. No, nope, no. Nope. Well, outro. wait a no, second, Joel. I can't think of anything that Joel, I could possibly be missing. You're going to upset uh, a doofy, the sports outsider. Uh, no, what a doofy. Do we have a weird sportsman? Yeah, you're goddamn right we do. <laughs> oh, my God, weird sportsman. I had completely and forgotten about And we got another important sportsman. segment. We got a news, news, news. That's right. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Seattle Seahawks super fan gets Seahawks-themed eyeball. That's gross. Whoa. Subheadline, even with just one eye, he knows Richard Sherman is the best corner in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and he knows that there's an eye in team. Is this no, an eye? No, 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 no. What? No, there's no eye in team. That's the what? thing, Phil. No, but there is an eye. No, there's a team in eye. I'm sorry. I got it backwards. Is this the eye that, that is specially designed to overlook Pete Carroll's uh, USC <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit>. career? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Jordan just spilled Coke oh, Zero. God. Yep. I'm so sorry. Coke Zero, a drink that can help you get your dick sucked. <laughs> That's true. It's not diet because it's for men. Yeah. Bill Vandenbush is a Seattle Seahawks devotee, and he proved his mettle by getting a Seahawks logo emblazoned on his own prosthetic eye. Is it a glass eye or so, is it a prosthetic eye? So is it one of those things is like glass eye now like the N-word? Oh, what? <laughs> no, like, like Joel. Wait, what? Did Joel I did not, that did not N-word? track for me. Yeah. What no, happened? Like, well, like, you know, you, you can't call someone a midget anymore. It's a little person. And then they told oh, us all. I, that- I, I think it could be. I think it's a prosthetic eye. I think we can safe say it's probably made of glass. All right. I just wanted to make sure so I didn't keep saying glass eye. It's like white. An and in the center where you would normally find an iris surrounding a pupil, right. it's just a blue and green Seahawks logo. Nice. Oh. All white. All the details of, like, the eye veins. Right. Seahawks logo. Oh. The uh, Seahawks eye is only the, oh, the second most fascinating thing about Vandenbush, who lost his eye in Vietnam in 1969 while on a rescue mission. Whoa. Uh. Vandenbush published his account in the story, If Morning Never Comes, which this report notes you can buy on Amazon. Whoa. Whoa. Thank um, you for your service. Right. He needs a is new- Is it called There's No Eye in Vietnam? <laughs> <laughs> No, it was called If Morning Never Comes. Okay. We said that. That should be the subtitle. There is an eye in Vietnam. And even right. if you lose an eye, you still have an eye left. That title works doesn't work on so many different levels. Charlie. I know. That's why it's perfect. <laughs> it's a comedic memoir, right? Yeah. <laughs> he, has, he needs a new eye every six years or so. So if you're going to do this, you have to get something sort of timeless, something you won't just get sick of in six years. Yeah. You got to replace it every six years? Yeah. That's, for that's so what, like much 2020? Well, yeah, but let's go back. We can actually have the list of what he had previously. Okay. Okay. So 2008, 
Oh, this was a misstep. He had Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the Ooh. movie poster logo, really Ooh. tiny on his eye. Well, thank God yeah. he didn't have to watch that with both eyes. It's <laughs> a terrible movie. A, a zing. Yeah. 2002, it, he had 9-11, Never Forget, NYPD, NYFD over an American flag. For his people. Oh, well, that's hard to, hard to I, argue I mean, with. I have not forgotten right. about 9-11, so that makes sense. 1996, a Seattle Supersonics logo. Okay. They went uh, to the NBA Finals that year. They did. It seems like they, they did not go back. No, they really didn't. <laughs> 1990, it just said Operation Desert Storm over an American flag. Okay. Again, okay, that's that one that might have gotten a little old not too long Especially after. Especially in like 95. It. Yeah, at that point. Yeah. 1984, it was a Rubik's Cube. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I well, at that time, he was probably, like, in college or something. So people were just, like, listening to, like, the Oingo Boingo and, like, doing the robot. I'm so baked right now. It looks like there's a Rubik's Cube. Let me eye, solve man. your eye. <laughs> 1978, a hazel iris. Just a hazel. Oh, hazel. because it was his actual eye? Yeah, it was just statue. And 19, 1972, this was his first one. It was it was very, very topical at the time. It said, I'm not fonda. Hanoi Jane. Oh, it was topical yeah. at the time. Again, probably old by 1977. Which he was probably in college at that one. <laughs> also, also a blatant lie because Jane Fonda in 1972 was extremely attractive. Oh, yeah. Very attractive. My Jane yeah. Fonda don't want none unless you got buns on. She did have yeah. buns. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. He plans to wear it on special occasions like Seahawks games and around his grandchildren to, quote, give them the heebie jeebies. <laughs> the 10th anniversary present from his wife yeah. yeah and then the kids will be like can i get that in my eye too oh if you go to war son yes <laughs> you can <laughs> nhl expansion oh great didn't they just get rid of trimming away the teams that didn't work Subheadline: best run professional sports league makes significant announcements on the eve of football season to maximize exposure good <laughs> Reports are coming out that an NHL team in Las Vegas is a, a done deal. Oh, for Pete's sake. This will mark the first major sports team to play in Las Vegas, Nevada, which has legalized table gaming and sports gambling. Right. Las Vegas has a long history of participating in major sporting events. Uh, however, generally ones with predetermined outcomes, such as boxing or hip-hop assassinations. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Oh, but, oh. But how exactly sport. will point shaving work when you're dealing with a very polite Canadian who has a history of traumatic head injuries. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was going to ease up and let them score, but then I forgot where I was and if I was alive, eh? <laughs> but that's not all. Another report coming out stating that by 2017, the NHL will add four more teams. Las Vegas. Ah. Quebec City. Quebec. A Quebec City makes sense. A Quebec City. A second Toronto franchise. You know. That's, that's a good idea. Maybe if a city has two teams, that could end a 48-year Stanley Cup drought. Oh, boom! Man. Ouch. And Seattle. Just in time for that guy to get a new eye. <laughs> it's about time. It's He'll about be ready time. for his new eye when Brings they have their... Brings it back. Brings yeah. it back. Uh, the Yahoo article states uh, that the NHL is pulling in record revenue, attendance, and ratings. However, it does not cite any figures, which is about how the NHL went around doing expansion the first time in the right. late 90s, which went about as well as Planet Hollywood's rapid expansion, in which hey. over 200 locations were closed worldwide. Never forget. Mm. Those poor people. Should have had a glass eye made out of that. So, guys, team pitches. Seattle. Ooh, the Seattle bleeds. I would call it the heroines. Okay. I was thinking stalkers for like alliteration. Ooh, okay, salmon. That's good. Seattle salmon. 
Seattle Salmon, okay. Yeah. I, Supersonics. I don't know. Swimming upriver to the championship. <laughs> uh, K-Bec, uh, just Nordiques, I think. Yeah. The, no, the Nor- Nordiques was awesome. They should just bring that back. Or just the French Canadians to like drum up a fake rivalry with the Montreal Canadians. Oh, I would call them the... the skunks and then have Pepe Le Pew be their mascot. No, how about the Quebec City? Oh, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Toronto, uh, the Toronto burgeoning film industry. Collective I would, noun. I would call them yeah. the Virgin Megastore because they used to have a huge Virgin Megastore in the middle of Toronto. No, don't they? Is it like the, the Marleys or the Morleys? I uh, the, name it after one of the... The, the maple s- syrups? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the leaf blowers. No, I, actually, sorry. That's the slang term for the section where the player's girlfriend sit. Oh! <laughs> and Las Vegas, the Las Vegas service industry. Again, a collective noun one. Yeah. And he, I have the, also the broken dreams. Okay. Ooh, which I feel that's like good. I feel like that's more passive, though. I like this one. The dream breakers. Ooh. I like it. How about aggressive? the Las Vegas totally legitimate hockey team? <laughs> well, we'll call it the Las Vegas dirty whores. Okay, joining us on the podcast here to set things straight, uh, USC cornerback Josh Shaw. Hey guys, it's a pleasure to be here. Hey Josh, hey, thank hey you Josh. for having me. Uh, it's good to have you on the podcast. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just glad I get to keep everything straight. You yeah, know? yeah. I, I wanted to set things. I feel straight. like everything got all confused in my mind, and now I'm ready to set everything straight. Oh, okay. that's great. And first of all, I think we should both. We were uh, terrible news about your ankles. Yeah, my yeah. ankles. Obviously, are so, you're a starting yeah. player. The team is going to miss you. Um, no, I miss that team too. I miss it already. All right, so yeah, absolutely. Tell us what exactly happened the night in class. All right, so happen? as all of you know. Uh, I was not actually jumping uh, off the second floor in order to save a drowning child. Right. right. That and was a fabrication. That was something you liked. That about. was 40% incorrect. 40, so 40%? Okay. What okay. actually happened is I was at my girlfriend's place, and I jumped off the third story because there was a seven-year-old kid who was drowning three blocks away, so I had to run and go get him. That. I have supersonic hearing, and I uh, heard the kid he was crying for help. Josh, I, said, I, I mean, need to get downstairs quickly, so I jumped off. This, that that seems like something that's going to be even easier to prove incorrect than no. Your the location story. was confirmed because everybody saw me running away from my girlfriend's place, and that's why because a seven year old uh, kid was drowning. See, that doesn't that, that really doesn't that it doesn't sounds jive. too close to the initial story right. to call the initial story a lie. No, that's true. That's true, and you know that's why I I failed to uh, mention when I just told you about that. That what was actually happening was that uh, I thought that I would be able to hold on to a balloon that was flying over. So I thought I was going to grab onto the balloon and have a soft landing. Actually, I just I you, you, didn't you grab onto you the balloon. It was a Mylar balloon that was floating by off the balcony. A single Mylar yep, balloon. I missed it. I didn't grab onto it. And that's why I fell and I hurt both my ankles because I tried to save the seven-year-old kid from a couple blocks well, no, away. No, you really – come on. I mean, you couldn't possibly believe – Yeah, it was a one... Mylar balloon, Jordan. <laughs> How big was it? It was a big balloon. It was big enough to carry one big guy with dreadlocks. But you did – but it didn't carry you. You. I missed it. I didn't grab onto oh, it properly. Oh, sorry. So you – had you got it. Right. I missed my rock climbing class that I take every morning. Uh, and because I missed the class, I was you out take, of practice. You take a rock climbing class every morning. Every single morning, I take a rock climbing class in, in where, Idaho. Where do you take you take a rock climbing class it's in, in Idaho, Idaho, where the rocks are? You commute to Idaho every single well, morning. That's the problem. Like I first went to Idaho because there was a seven-year-old kid who was drowning up in Idaho oh, for Pete's sake. So I this went up there not... and then I'm like, "Hey, is nobody climbing these rocks?" And then I just got addicted. 
I got hooked on it. It sounds like you're hooked to something, Josh, and it's not rock climbing. And it certainly is not telling the truth. This right. all no, feels... I am telling the truth. Try to poke a hole in that story. It would be really easy to. I mean, first of all, you couldn't possibly commute to Idaho every single morning. And if you were going there to save a drowning child, the child would be dead Clearly by the dead time by you the got time in line of security there. at the airport. Oh, no, there's a uh, hex that was laid upon the state of Idaho where a seven-year-old drowns every morning unless I show up. A hex. Okay, this is just... One time Wait I got minute. there a little bit late, so I had to jump out of the plane in order to land in time. It hurt Did my ankles. Who put, okay, who put the right. hex on I Idaho, and why? Uh, the hex was put on Idaho by Satan. It was put on by Satan um, because uh, there was... Uh, God and him got into a war about whether I'm the greatest football player that ever lived or the oh, second greatest football Pete's player sake. that ever lived. And Satan ended up winning the war because he said that he, I was the greatest. So... <laughs> He placed a hex on the whole state of he Idaho. He placed a hex on the whole state of Idaho. And since you were the center of that controversy. That's why I have to have save to the seven-year-old every month. It's like we, Groundhog Day. Why don't we go a little bit more manageable here? If you you say that you were leaping out of a third-floor balcony, yeah. reaching by the for way, a Mylar balloon. That, for a balloon. That sounds, the, the fact that you jumped off the balcony, that seems consistent with your injury to me. That, yeah. that, right. that kernel feels like it's the truth. Oh, I so, didn't get hurt when I landed on the ground, though. Wait. I got hurt because there was a polar bear down there. Oh, Josh. This is no, not... I had to wrestle a polar bear, and the polar bear talked to me. He said, that kid is going to grow up to kill a bunch of my friends and family through global warming. So he was going to run his car too much. So he's like, the child, the child needs, the prophecy child needs to die. Josh. Or else there's, or else my, so I had to wrestle the polar bear. I'm reasonably certain there were no polar bears in Los Angeles that weekend. It was a, it was a polar bear who knew the future. Okay, right. special polar bear. But again, why don't we stay simple here? The Even polar bear accidentally stepped on both my ankles. They sprang my ankles, but it broke both its feet off. You you added your, an your element <laughs> to your story that's less believable and was totally unnecessary. The most believable part of your story was that you sprained your ankles. Look, try to poke holes place. in it. Try to poke holes in it. Okay, try what, to poke where holes. Where is in this seven-year-old kid who was drowning? He's saved. Where? What was his name? Yeah, his name was Jonathan. Surely we should be able to find Jonathan and his parents and confirm that he was, in fact, drowning. Go ask the... every Jonathan. You'll find him. What about the That's polar not... bear? Could we find the polar bear? He, he has two broken uh, feet, so I assume he couldn't have gone far. No, he ascended up to heaven. He was raptured in the polar bear rapture. There was there, so you're saying that there was a polar bear rapture? It was just for polar bears. It was so All that right. the good polar bears uh, ended up going to heaven because this one suffered so badly. God decided to take mercy on him. So if we were and to then, conduct some sort of survey of the current polar bear population, would we be able to determine that there was a significant number of them not there There's anymore? only one good polar bear. Most polar bears are mean. <laughs> All right. Now, Josh, I'm going to give you one last chance to tell the story of what happened. Because right. I, I, really yeah. I really think you've added a lot of details. I think you've added a lot of purple no, pearls right. here. And I, right. and Everyone's I, pretty clear in the fact that you're lying. No, Again, you're right. You're we right. know I'm, you sprained both your ankles. I'm, letting, I'm ankles. letting the story get out of control. Yeah, you, really you, definitely are. you really are. Apologize. I apologize. You came on it. here to set the record straight, and you just lied even more. Yeah, I apologize. You look, I'll tell you the truth this time. All okay, right. let's, hear, let's hear it, Josh. Right. I'm James Bond. Oh, God. No, my name, my real name is James Bond. I'm a spy. And James Bond is a fictional character, last time, Josh. Last, no, he's a real character. No, I saw him at the Olympics. He's, he's and <laughs> I, had to, I had to snowboard down a mountain while being chased by terrorists. And uh, I shot 100 terrorists that were about to blow up the White House. 
And then I. Why met, were you snowboarding near the White House? <laughs> because the that's where the terrorists were approaching from. Because no one would but ever. Why expect snowboarding? It. You can't snowboard. And then I ended the up falling halfway off a cliff, but I grabbed on with my right arm, and then all the other terrorists kept flying off, and they fell off the cliff. And then a, a mighty raven flew by. Okay. And then I was able right. to, to grasp onto the mighty raven because I went rock climbing that morning, so I had a good sense of grasp. And the mighty raven said, I can't hold on for much longer. But luckily, I fell onto a bed store. So I fell into the bed store, but I bounced back up so high into the air that an airplane flew by. And it was a fighter, World War II fighter jet that was dogfighting with another fighter jet. And they shot me in the ankle. World War Two, so 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 like a Messerschmitt, because well, like, the jets were only very near the end, and only the Germans. I don't know the name of it, but it was World War Two. Okay, and then at the end of that, you fell and landed on your ankles. Yep, because I bounced back. Well, they got so shot because his bed. ankles were shot. They were by shot the, by yeah. the plane. That's how would initiate the sprain. Yeah, that's how I sprained ankles. my ankles because my ankles are so tough regularly. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast today, Josh. I'm glad I got to clear I, things no, up. Disagree. Don't thank you, Josh. You, no. I appreciate you guys for truly believing in me. I don't. I do not. Reach for the stars. Follow your dreams. I'm a Josh Shaw truther. Verifiable true facts. Like trivia, but less fun. Brought to you by... Ritz Crackers Stacked. What? what? <laughs> I mean, they, they are stacked in those sleeves. And then you can put a couple on each other and bite into them. That's yeah. true. But it, it, it makes a large mess when you do That's that. That's true. Verifiable True Facts College Football Edition. Ooh. This is the first year of the college football playoff where the top four teams will compete for a true national championship. Okay. The big difference between this system and the previous one is it will require the SEC champion to win two games to become the national right. champion. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You have to win two games now. Heisman winner, uh, Florida State's Jameis Winston, clocked mm-hmm. in a 40-yard dash time three-tenths of a second slower than his previous year's time because his pants were full of supermarket steaks. Ooh. Ooh. Zing. I don't get it, but it sounds funny. He got caught trying to shoplift. Oh. oh. Allegedly got caught trying to shoplift. No, no, that one actually That one was, went, okay, yeah. It was the rape that was alleged. <laughs> okay. The winningest program in college football history, the University of Michigan, opens up against rival Appalachian State, in which the best possible outcome for the Wolverines will result in a 500 record against Appalachian State. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Do not know why they scheduled this game. Oh. Makes very little sense. Rematch. <laughs> no sooner did the new SEC network get up and running did all of their infrastructure become instantly outdated with the conversion to digital transmission five years ago? <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Classic. Yeah. USC has a new head coach in Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, USC leads all universities in the number of players taken in the NFL draft and in the number of students killed on or near campus. Oh, that's a great record. Heard that guy's a racist. Yeah. The, however, the rent much cheaper than in Westwood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I that, believe it. That's, it's a lot more that's dangerous. That's true. <laughs> a lot more dangerous. Uh, 15 of 20 ESPN college football analysts predicted Alabama would win the college football national championship. Of those 20, none of them could name Alabama's starting quarterback. <laughs> wow, I couldn't either. I'm right in their camp. To be fair, uh, actually, uh, it's currently no, no starts between two, Blake Sims and Jacob yeah. Cooker. Ah, and to guys. be fair, they're right. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio State University will be without their starting quarterback, Braxton Miller, for the entire season. Oh, darn. Fortunately for Miller, he purchased an AFLAC insurance policy in the offseason, allowing him to receive 80% of his usual income from boosters. Oh, hey. Gilbert Godfrey. Dude. Well played. Yeah. yeah. 
Notre Dame currently has suspended five players and begun an investigation into academic fraud. Auburn has suspended three players and begun an investigation into academic achievement. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that doesn't make much sense at all. Kansas University reiterated its commitment to its basketball program uh, by retaining Charlie Weiss, entering his third year as the football coach. <laughs> and lastly, this year, Rutgers and Maryland joined the Big Ten in what is probably the biggest joke of this young season. Yeah, oh! take that. Verifiable true facts. Like trivia, but less fun. Brought to you by Ritz Crackers. Purchasable. For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another Weird Sportsman. Did a real good job in the intro this week. Oh, uh, thank you. Who's yeah. weird today? This week's Weird Sportsman, Pete Weber. Is he a bowler? Yes, he's a bowler. <laughs> How'd you know this one? I've heard the name. That's uh, pretty impressive. Is this the guy who celebrates a whole bunch? Uh, okay, let me just start getting <laughs> into it, you asshole. Uh, Peter David Weber, nicknamed PDW. I did not know that. Or yeah. PD Dubs. PD Dubs. Yeah. He was born August 21st, 1962 in St. Anne, Missouri. He's a bowling professional on the Professional, professional Bowlers Association I believe tour. it is the Professional Bowlers Association. Professional <laughs> Hey, are you a professional bowler or what? <laughs> professional bowler. Uh, Weber is one of the sport's most popular active players and is known for his maverick, rebellious personality. Yeah, Weber's also featured in the 10-pin bowling sports documentary, A League of Ordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> There's yeah. a sports documentary about bowling? I kind of want to watch this now. I'm going to skip straight ahead to a little part we call controversy. <clears throat> hey! Right, yeah. We're the, not going to hear about his bowling accomplishments, Phil? Who needs them? Those aren't <laughs> weird. Uh, by the early 1980s, Weber has established himself as one of the best bowlers in the world, but his lifestyle saw numerous long binges of alcohol and cocaine use. Oh, no. It's really it's hard. So surprising. I would have assumed that professional bowlers were really not yeah. at all. And yeah. In 1985, uh, in the 1985 article in Sports Illustrated, Weber admitted to having spent several weeks on tour in a complete blackout. Staying wow. up for days on end with cocaine and drinking a fifth of Jack Daniels every night. Wait, wow. yeah. was he like on, was he bowling during yeah. this? Yeah, oh, he was Do bowling during Do they have footage this. of him bowling while he's in blackout stage? He was still winning. Oh, this is my it. favorite athlete ever yeah. now. He entered rehab in March 1984. Despite Weber's talent, he was not popular with his bowling peers and was even denied Player of the Year honors in 1987, despite winning the Tournament of Champions and leading the tour in earnings. How much better a movie is Flight if, instead of a pilot who lands a plane miraculously, it's a <laughs> bowler? Yeah, that gets Bowls a, a perfect, perfect game, game miraculously. Yeah. In 1989, Weber had won 13 PBA Tour titles and reached over $1 million in earnings, 
but his personal life was plagued with problems. What? By the mid-1990s. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say $13 million? No, $1 million. Oh, okay. 13 yeah. uh, titles, right? Eight titles, Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, there is apparently a lot more money in bowling than oh, I yeah. thought possible. Oh, yeah. By the mid-1990s, Weber had been through two divorces. He went through a three-season stretch without winning a title and failed to make a championship round appearance during the entire 1995 season. You know what his issue was then? Not enough booze and cocaine. Well, that's... That clearly served him well. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> In 2000, the PBA Tour was sold to three former Microsoft executives. Weber was not on the tour during this transitional phase as he was still serving six-month suspension given by the former PBA leadership in 1999... Due to behavior related to his drinking problem. Ooh. The new tour over ownership saw Weber's flashiness as a potential tool for marketing. You don't say. <laughs> yep. he's, he's he's one of two professional bowlers that I can name. He's the flamboyant front man. Yeah. And the other professional bowler is Brett Spangler, who uh, is a good friend of mine. So that's, that's the only reason I know who that is. Totally fair. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this behavior and how it revived bowling in the early 2000s. All right? Sure. All right. Weber's early attitude aughts. on television had given him a reputation as a brash action bowler, which some <laughs> critics view as unsportsmanlike. After icing the title in a televised match against PBA upstart Michael Hagen Jr. in December 2001, Weber walked back uh, on the approach towards his opponent and shouted, He's not getting his first one against me. No way. Talking about his, the it's first not title. Even really that good that trash is like talk. terrible yeah. trash talk. That is the whitest, most awful <laughs> trash talk I've yeah. ever heard. Muhammad Ali, he is not. During the 2010 Dick Weber Open, he became furious over the sound of a photographer's camera he made while bowling. That was the controversy. He just got furious. Oh. In the finals in 2012 uh, U.S. Open... He repeatedly confronted an audience member who he believed was intentionally distracting him uh, during his shots. What do you call them? Is it shots? Is it rolls? I guess shots. Is That's it what bowls? They said. He eventually won the 2012 event, uh, his unprecedented fifth U.S. title or open title, getting a strike in the final ball in the 10th frame to defeat Mike Fagan by Ooh. one pin. Weber exploded oh, wow. in a burst of rage and excitement. Yes, goddammit! Yes! That's right! I did it! I'm... Number five? Are you kidding me? That's right. He turns to the audience member. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> Damn it, right? That's what he said. <laughs> that's the block quote of what yep, he said. That is line. awesome. <laughs> yep. Much better than the previous trash talk. Yeah. The video of Weber's reaction uh, to his win became a viral internet video that I remember seeing, which is how I found this weird sportsman. I <laughs> uh, made the top 10 ESPN Sports Nation 101 celebration fails list. <laughs> what? How is that a that fail? Sounds like an awesome celebration. Yeah. So uh, let's give a little bit about his bowling style and personal information, just so we can hear a little bit more about the weirdness of Weber and like his email and his phone number. Yeah, exactly. Uh, his style was that of a power stroker, which combines <laughs> the high backswing and rev rate of a cranker <laughs> with the smooth timing of a stroker. I was gonna say. <laughs> Those that was that was in order. Joel's nickname in college, yep. Phil's nickname in college, and my nickname in college. That's true. If, if I was gonna have any of the names, I would definitely be Cranker. Listen, my roommate, I was Stroker. My, my you were what? Power Stroker. Power Stroker. Yeah. Yeah, okay. My roommate was well aware of my high rev rate. Oh, I believe it. Uh, he also wears sunglasses while bowling on television to reduce the glare of the TV lights. He wears hmm. a golf glove on his bowling hand. 
What? Ooh, I like the, like I like the intrigue. Yeah. Okay. When he gets a crucial strike, he often does the Degeneration X Crocs <laughs> shop. The suck it. Yes! Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for the fun ones. That's pretty much it. So it's basically a professional wrestler who bowls. Well, his favorite wrestler is Triple H. Um, <laughs> he has a favorite wrestler. Yeah, he's a big wrestling fan. I really and, wanted and there to be a Triple H? Yeah, uh, PDW, his nickname is a take on Rob Van Dam's nickname, RVD. And Weber often points to himself in the manner of Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam. Where he goes, Rob Van Dam. And I, the audience says along with him, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, sports. I don't know. <laughs> and that brings an end to another Weird Sportsman. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings the close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, Phil would like to give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast, gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast, gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sports, number three podcast. That's at sports, number three podcast. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports, number three podcast. You can find us on I or YouTube by going to youtube.com slash comedy pod net. You can find us on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports, the number three podcast. While you're there, please follow you can find us on uh, Stitcher Radio. Download the Stitcher app today and search for Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast. You can find us on iTunes by searching Sports Number 3 Space Podcast. That's Sports Number 3 Space Podcast. Or you can find all of our back episodes at ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. Hey. Um, oh, hey, hey, Joel. Joel. Uh, so where did the burritos go that Phil got during the Josh Shaw interview? Where uh, did they get off? To- hey, uh, Josh? Josh? Shaw? Listen, uh, what happened to the burritos that were over here a minute ago? What, those burritos? Yeah, those burritos. Yeah, what? Where so the, those burritos hurt a seven-year-old kid drowning. Uh, and the burritos, they jumped on. You're an awful liar. Them. We can see you eating the burrito. Yeah, they jumped out. The burritos tried to jump off and save the seven-year-old kid, and then they got abducted by a unicorn. You're not invited back in the show ever again. That's all right. I magically will appear anyways. Fuck. Lights off. have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.